back door. What a save! Kobe Grant! Oh man! A game saver! Maxi, his shot, he scores! Welcome to the Code Rick Show. This broadcast is brought to you by Mervs for all the good stuff and the Swan Valley Star and Times for all your local news. Welcome back to the Code Rick Show for uh, episode two of season two, I believe. Two of two. Two, two of two. two, yeah. And, well, we got a busy show coming up today. Um, we're going to we talk about lots today, I guess. We're going to have a lot of chitter-chatter with uh, local prospects and just auto-protected players, Tyrell Leesk, and we're going to also talk to Stampede assistant coach Dakota Mason later on in the show. We should talk about Miles Mason and uh, even Justin Keck yep. uh, committing to, to, to colleges. Uh, more to come on that, mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool. Uh, Keaton Jamison uh, signing a pro contract here not that long ago. Uh, your first AGM. We still haven't talked about that. We were going to do it the last time. Yeah, but, I kind uh, of forgot about that. It went a little bit. Maybe just a smidge. <laughs> yeah. Just a smidge. Um, what else was there? Uh, oh, let's talk a little bit about the NHL. Yeah. The free agency frenzy and draft and stuff like that. There's been a couple of trades so far. Mm-hmm. We'll throw all that stuff in there. So, yeah. And then maybe we'll talk a little bit about uh, your baseball season and, and uh, your driving abilities. Yeah. Uh, all coming up on the show mm-hmm. today. So, I guess out of all of that, you pick. Where are we starting? What do we want to kick off the show with? Let's start with Justin Keck and Miles Mason. Well, How about that? I think we could probably start with that. So, of course, Miles um, Mason was the latest to uh, to, to sign. Um, he's going to be playing uh, down in the uh, the old states there with Nichols College. Yep. Uh, of course, uh, that is in Dudley. Yep. Uh, Dudley, hold on, I'm just trying to load it up here. Dudley, Massachusetts. I think is, is where it is. So uh, congratulations to him. He's going to be uh, part of the old Bison's hockey system there. You know, Miles has been here for three solid years. He's done a fantastic job of uh, growing into uh, a fine young gentleman. Uh, he was. Remember when he first got here? He was just kind of like this little tiny guy. Yeah. Wouldn't say much to anybody. And now yeah, look at that's him. Right, that's right. Yeah, he's he's kind of he's grown. He's a young adult, basically, <laughs> literally. Like he looks like he's. 12 years old still. Yeah. So he actually had a and and, and of course uh, the three years that he was here, um, he he did uh, really 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 well. Uh, NCAA Division three team. Mm-hmm. So uh, yep. big congratulations going out to Miles. We might have to get our first ever uh, Code Rick show mm-hmm. guest back on here. And uh, what, what do you think of the whole college thing? You know what? Uh, I like it. I like it too. Um, and then honestly, Miles is like the best for college in my opinion. Wouldn't give uh, such an honor to a better guy like Miles. Miles is a good guy and got to know him pretty well throughout the year. So uh, I think college is a big deal, especially with Justin Keck. He's going to uh, he's going to Briarcrest, Briarcrest yep. College, mm-hmm. and I did some digging about Nichols College for Miles, and it looks like former Stampeder Nathan Carl is go- goes there as well. So. I was like, oh, well, that's pretty. Uh, that's a coincidence there. Yeah, you know what? And, and, and sometimes that also helps in the recruiting process. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, kids coming along, and you know, they they just want good human beings, and if you're a great hockey player, that goes along with it. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, uh, just remember that Justin Keck committing to uh, Briarcrest, uh, which is over in Cairnport, Saskatchewan, mm-hmm. out of the ACAC, um, I believe, um, it is a Christian college. Yeah. It and is. and there are. Uh, I did some digging on that one, and there are several players uh, that you, you might recognize. Just go look up their hockey program uh, that you wouldn't... Uh, I definitely wouldn't have thought would have went there. 
Yeah. But they're there. Yeah. And uh, it's a really great program. Mm -hmm. It yep. really is. So uh, I'm Justin Keck, uh, I kind of saw it coming. <laughs> I'm just like, if he's going to go to college, I wonder if he's going to go to uh, Briarcrest. Yeah. And sure enough, mm -hmm. about three and a half months later, uh, we announced it. So that was back in April, but, uh, you know, still, still big news. And uh, like I did mention, there's there's several more to be announced oh, in, in, in the coming days. Uh, so just stay tuned to all social media uh, and, of course, the website uh, for, for some of those. I don't, I don't want to say too much because I don't want to spoil <laughs> it. But uh, one got a pro contract out of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so we're just going to leave it at that. So you're going to have to want to stick around and, and find out some more on, on all of that. This is the first I'm hearing of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, pretty cool stuff, actually. I don't, I don't want to jinx it, and I don't want to say too much, just in, yeah. you know, in case it fell through the cracks. But, uh, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that when, uh, when those are released. So hopefully yeah. coming up very, 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 very soon. Uh, another thing I want to touch on here before we uh, head off to break and bring in our first guest, which is Tyrell Leesk, uh, of course, Auto Protect with the, the Stampeders this season, uh, is Keaton Jameson. Former Stampeder captain. He didn't. He signed an ECHL contract with Norfolk Admirals, did he not? He believe? did, yes. Well, somebody's been following my yes, Twitter. Yes, <laughs> I've keep, kept track with Keaton for a while, and he, he played against my cousin Tristan, so... Uh, I was always wondering where he would go, and you, you, it looks you, like he found a home in Norfolk. He did, and actually, that's, that was one I wasn't really expecting either. And all of a sudden, uh, I just get this notification. Uh, somebody tagged us in a Twitter post, and here it was Norfolk, and I started reading. I'm like, hey, Keats! Good job, Cap! <laughs> one of the old captains here in the, the old valley. And, you know, he always gives me a hard time. I hope he's listening. He always gives me a hard time. He's like, how come you don't ever do any stories on me? <laughs> So I go to do a story on him one day, and he never answered. So I'm yeah. just like, well, see, that's why. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah exactly. So you got to answer, Keats. You got to answer this. But uh, yeah, so uh, this was over the weekend. Uh, it came in on uh, June the 30th. So we want to say a big congratulations out to Keaton Jameson, uh, signed to a standard player contract for the uh, upcoming season with, of course, what uh, Ricky already said. The Norfolk Admirals. Yeah, so Manitoba product, Stampeder product. Mm-hmm. And, uh, going pro. Another guy going to be in the thorn of the side of the Orlando Solar Bears for the upcoming season. I hope he gives it to him. Oh, he already has. Oh, okay, Utah. good. Okay, when good. he played with Utah, I think he scored like four goals in six games against the Solar Bears. So I uh, wouldn't be surprised if he did. Oh, and then uh, another big thing too, uh, Riley McKay uh, was at mm -hmm. the uh, Montreal Canadiens um, development camp. Mm -hmm. So a lot of that happening right now. Yep, that's it's, right. So there's, there's so much happening. Yeah, I know, yeah. Okay, we're going to take a little short break here, and we'll be back with our first guest. Merv's is your number one shop for all things electronic. We stock gaming consoles, games, laptops, tablets, two-way radios, Bluetooth speakers, headsets, earbuds, Napoleon fireplaces and barbecues, TVs, cell phones, and so much more. When you think of electronics, think of Merv's in Swan River. Located at 601 Main Street or call 204-734-3252. Mervs for all the good stuff. Welcome back to the Code Rick Show. Welcoming our first guest of the episode, and it is a, a uh, the first auto protected, well, second auto protected player that we brought on, and it's Tyrell Leesk. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing pretty good. 
Doing pretty good. Doing pretty yeah, good. Yeah, pretty good. Yeah, we've been trying to get you in here for a couple of weeks, but our work schedules just keep to yeah. you know, just keep seeming to keep us busy and you know away from the office. So, yeah. uh, I know you were excited uh, the last time I chatted uh, with you and your new summer job. How's that been going? Well, I've always worked in the summer, Petra. I've been working here for the past three years. Really? Yeah. Well, apparently I don't see you then during where I'm... I'm usually in the mornings. Oh, well, there. See, I don't go yeah. there in the mornings. I go there in the evenings when I run out of gas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you working for Dad? Uh, yeah. How's that going? It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's some, really. some, sometimes working for, for family gets a little, I don't know, it's adventurous, like, you could say. Yeah, it gets hectic because of my hockey schedule and he puts me on the schedule. I really can't. It's hard for me. I tell him that. <laughs> or I'm away for the sports and stuff. Yeah. No, that's that's good. So what's the what's the summer looking like for you, other than work? Uh well, probably just playing sports. And then I got let me see in a week from now I'm going to Halifax for soccer. No way. Yeah. Which team are you playing for? Uh, team Manitoba. So Neg. No way. Yeah. That's awesome. How many teams are going? Uh, for mine, I think there's eight teams in this eight eight provinces provinces going to the tournament and that's for like all sports like volleyball soccer badminton swimming lacrosse kind of like a summer olympics yeah. style yeah, like that is it nag is it nag yeah yeah it's nag it's yeah. north american indigenous games yeah. yeah i well i didn't i didn't realize you were a part of that i just <laughs> see i learned something new today <laughs> that's awesome what do you uh, what do you play goalie uh, defender forward midfield midfield so i'm always running back and forth yeah, I was a forward when I played soccer years and years ago. <laughs> Never played soccer. So oh, I stayed away from that hectic sport. The the best part about playing uh, midfield or forward, it's it, you're constantly moving. Yeah, it's that's the best part. It, it was a, it was probably one of the craziest workouts you will ever have, because <laughs> you run forward, then you run back, then you run forward, then you run back. You know, side to side. So no, that's great. That's good. Yeah. Oh, that'll help the the old legs there come hockey legs season in the, in the fall. Yeah, exactly. A good little run. So, um, Ricky mentioned off the, off the top there that, uh, of course, uh, you were one of the uh, auto-protected players this year. Uh, Taven Boychuk and yourself, Mr. Tyrell Leesk, uh, being selected uh, for the area, for the Swan Valley Stampeders. So let's talk a little bit about that. How was that for you? What were you feeling? Where were you at uh, when you heard the news? Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, well, I was at school, and I just got a phone on Instagram that and they said I was auto-protected. I was like, where the heck did that come from? I was talking to OCN at the time. But that's kind of exciting, eh? Playing yeah. for a hometown team. Don't have to travel too far. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to go back to OCN, where I'm, that's where, where I'm originally from. Yeah, so you were born? Yeah. You were born up in OCN? I moved here when I was 11. See, I didn't know that either. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's got you listed as Swan, but I figured it was probably Saptawayak, right? Would have been OCN. Would have been OCN? Yeah, everything's OCN for me. Yeah. They're like, I thought you are from Sap, now I'm from OCN. Jeez. Well, <laughs> I, I learned two new things I today. I want to ask, how do you feel about OCN now moving into the PAW? They just made it official like two weeks ago or something like that, that they're moving to the PAW now. Uh, well, the PAW, I don't know, they have to get their boards refixed because it's not Junior A material. That's just for minor hockey and the boards are weak and the rink's smaller. So I don't know what they're going to do with that. <laughs> they have to do re renovate everything before the next season. So what's the plan for this season coming up? Uh, I'm going to either go down to Pilot Mound or I'm going to go ISA or go up north to go play Norman. Oh, that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. You got the options at yeah. least. Well, there's there's always options, right? I mean, if, if one, one season doesn't work out or one team doesn't work out for you, I mean, you do have the option to, to go yeah. um, and to, to change around. So I guess maybe from, from last season, 
you know, you did put up points, which is which is fantastic to see. Um, so I guess maybe what's one thing that you want to you know look forward to for this year, a positive spin from maybe last season to this season that you want to push through and and maybe work on. Uh, probably with my emotions, because sometime one time I let my emotions get the best of me in like the Swan River game here. I was going through a bunch of stuff, then it's kind of just all let out and I have to leave the ice. Well, that was a, it. Was a frustrating year. It just it, oh, it, it was. It, it's just from yeah. from start to finish. It was just a frustrating year for for Parkland. Um, but I mean, at the at light at the end of the tunnel, uh, being uh, auto protected by by Swan Valley, that uh, that really does say something about your character and and about your game itself. Yeah. So, I guess maybe on on that side of things, what. Uh, what are you thankful for? What do you, you know, to, to, to have the Stampeders actually look at you and say, hey, no, we, we like this kid and, and we're going to take him? It's an option. It's there for me. It gives me the opportunity to, that I know I'm protected by them. So I don't have to really worry about, like, if I got drafted or anything. I'll always have the Stamps there for them, for me. Absolutely, mm-hmm. yeah. To me, I thought you and Taven as first-year players here in, from here in Swan, I thought you guys did both very well for a team that really struggled. Throughout the year, like obviously you guys played the Bruins, and I did two games. I called, and well, they were rough, right? And but you both showed out very well, in my opinion. You both definitely stuck out. You weren't, you weren't not there, right? You were on the ice. You were doing your thing, and that's the good thing. And it clearly got you noticed. Yeah. So I guess uh, traveling with the parents up and down the road. I mean, uh, that's what they're for, though. I mean, I, I remember when I was growing up. Um, one of the one of the best parts, even even though you didn't like it at the time, you you want to thank them a million times over because they're the ones that you know get you to the rinks, get you to the hotel rooms, get you where you need to be to play the sports that you want to you know play, and, and you're taking them away from their jobs and 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 you know their life uh, to run up and down the road with you. And I know your dad has done uh, that uh, many 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 times, and yeah. uh, he's a super nice guy. Every time we talk to him at the at the store, uh, he's always. Uh, you know, big smile on his face, just like you when you get smiley there. Uh, he just, you know, it's so, I mean, what? I guess maybe what's big? one big memory that you have with, with traveling with your with your dad up and down the highway uh, to to a sports event, whether it was baseball or, or, or hockey? Would've what's been, one thing? Would have been in novice, so Portage. I was there for a native tournament, and after that, that entire tournament was probably one of the best tournaments I ever had. <laughs> And after that, I got noticed, and I started getting asked more by a bunch of teams. We lost, but then afterwards, my, my me and my dad had to drive through a blizzard, so it was like an eight-hour drive on the way back. I slept all the way through it, and my dad just told me we were just because we had a little three-seater there. Then I'll just lay, I just lay on him, lay on his um, thigh there, and just I slept the entire way pretty much. Well, you're keeping him awake with all your snoring, then, eh? <laughs> I really snore. I was mostly talking in my sleep. Uh-huh. <laughs> See, you were having a conversation. Didn't even know about it, eh? <laughs> yeah. That's good stuff. Um, so, yeah, I want to uh, say welcome. Welcome to the Stampeder organization. And uh, I guess maybe before we go, we should probably say good luck uh, with, yeah. with soccer and baseball coming yeah. up here. Yeah, thanks. Yeah. Thanks for thanks for coming in uh, on the Code Rick show here and wish you nothing but uh, good luck and success Uh, over the summer and into the fall. Never know where you're going to end up. Yeah, thank you. Did you know that the Swan Valley Star and Times offers both national and international passport as well as PAL photo services? Walk-ins are available Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. If you are looking for a print job of any kind, the Star and Times can make it happen. Professionally designed and printed, we offer competitive pricing to anywhere you'll find online. Business cards, signage, menus to personalize calendars and Christmas cards, the Star and Times is here to help bring your print job to life. 
or just a mouse click away. In addition to hard copy subscriptions, the Star and Times offers online subscriptions. Stop by or call us today at 1204-734-3858. For just $39.99 or $0.77 cents a week, you'll receive a full year of dedicated local coverage found nowhere else. Inside the Code Rick show, we had uh, some real-life stuff there with Mr. Tyrell Leesk. Um, he's, he's a real-life guy. Yeah, that's one way to put it, definitely. Yeah, he's he likes to speak the truth, and uh, he speaks his mind, and uh, it seemed like he, he he's looking forward to uh, this upcoming season, though. He's got to get through summer. He's got a lot of sports there, so, yeah. you know, baseball and soccer and stuff like that, you know, and it's always good to just kind of get away from hockey every that's once right, in a while. Yeah. Reset. Guy. Maybe find some new friends, play a different sport. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, you know, and I and I, I like that. You know, uh, Mister uh, Mister Fox there, uh, he's out there playing baseball right now. Speaking speaking of which, you are too. I yeah, I was. The season ended a while ago, but we can talk about that for a bit. Did it really end? Yeah, it ends when high ago. school ends. Yeah, there's no summer league here. No, it's and then what a is while that? Ago. <laughs> what is yeah. that? Well, what was your guys' record then? Uh, well, our league record was a solid 4-2 record, 4 wins, 2 losses, and for the first time in our school's and league his and our team's history in, the, in our league, uh, we made our Prairie West High School Baseball League playoffs um, for the first time in uh, our history. We played against the uh, Rest or Remp Renegades, Reston, Elkhorn, Miniota, and uh, Preston, I think, uh, and that's where... Fox McCall is from, so and Foxy. we played against Fox, and uh, we beat him in playoffs. So, only thing I have to say about that is Fox struck me out on three pitches. <laughs> so, uh, I'll give him that one, but we still won. So, <laughs> well, he said he was, he said he was looking forward to playing you. Yeah, well, I wasn't. <laughs> Yeah, no. He's, he's very good at baseball. He's a very I, good player. Well, I asked him when. Well, you and I both asked him when he was in here what position he plays, and he said everything. Yeah, he's more. He was a. He's catching the whole game, and then he pitched the final two innings, I think. And uh, it was funny because Bo Eisner was on the mound and uh, throughout the game, and Fox leads off, so. First pitch to Fox hits him right in the elbow. <laughs> 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 and then second at bat. Hits Fox right in the hand. Poor kid. It was so funny, and Fox wasn't very happy, but uh, it was a it was fun playing against Fox, and you know, just a bunch of laughs against him. I'm sure there were some chirps back and forth. Oh, there, there was there absolutely. Was. There definitely was. Those yep. hockey boys get playing baseball, yeah. and the chirps are still coming. So, um, so switching over uh, to. Back to Stampeder here. We, we're, we've got uh, Dakota on the line. We're just, we've are just we got him on mute here. Uh, we'll get to him in just a couple of minutes. But I want to get through a couple of things first because uh, we were going to talk about this last time around, and that was your first AGM. Mm -hmm. You got to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, sit in on uh, your, your first ever AGM. So um, what did you think of it? I mean, there's a lot of information coming at you. Oh, yeah. Um, well, it was an interesting meeting, to say the least. I uh, went over the financials of the Stampeders, and they – we look like we're in pretty good shape, actually, uh, for financially, being financially. Um, you know, obviously not very much changes. It sounded like Kramer Coltart was pretty happy about ha not having that bus bill 
Uh, he, he, <laughs> they sold the bus yeah, finally. Sold yeah, the he bus sold, finally. He was, he was very excited. He said, uh, quote unquote, woohoo. And yeah. he said, brought that up. So, um, <laughs> but overall. I think it sounded just like that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was a lot of things uh, tossed around that I can't say. It's kind of hidden in the back. So I'm not, I'm going to keep it to myself. Yeah. But uh, it's good information to have and good to know where the team is at going into the next season. Uh, they did report an $18,470 loss, yeah. uh, but they were whacked with a massive bill just before the mm -hmm. AGM, and they had to readjust real quick. We had a profit, yeah. and also we had a negative. So yeah. uh, I know they were looking into some of that stuff. But uh, if you want to check out uh, some of the bigger numbers, um, you can always head over to stampedershockey.com. Mm -hmm. um, there's, a, there's a new story there. You can check out uh, all the financials if you missed anything that way. Um, or if you want to become a board member. Uh, there was a few board members that stepped away from uh, the Stampeders this year, so I can always give uh, Kramer Coltart uh, a call or an email. All of his information, again, on uh, stampedershockey.com underneath the team tab. It'll say, you know, board of directors, operations, roster, you know, the scouts. So just, you know, click on which one ever you want to look for there. So I would say board of directors and get a hold of Kramer. They're always looking for, for help. Um, so check that out. And then, of course, uh, they went ahead and signed me again for, for another yep. season. So I'll be back as the director of uh, marketing for at least one more year. Yep, that's right. At least one more. Yep. It's going to be two more. <laughs> multiple. Multiple <laughs> years. The, the contract only said one, but uh, that doesn't mean it can't change. Exactly. So there you go. So, uh, yeah, it was a very busy month mm -hmm. of... Uh, you know, kids going off to college, and of course, uh, you know, the, the, the AGM, then there was, of course, the, the big league one, that was a lot of fun, again, the big draft, uh -huh. uh, so yeah, um, it, it gets a little busy. Speaking of busy, this man has been busy uh, since the Stampeders were knocked out by the Steinbach Pistons. He's been running and running and running and doing different things all over, uh, trying to get ready for this season. Mr. Dakota Mason, the Stampeders assistant coach, is on deck. Merv's is your number one shop for all things electronic. We stock gaming consoles, games, laptops, tablets, two-way radios, Bluetooth speakers, headsets, earbuds, Napoleon fireplaces and barbecues, TVs, cell phones and so much more. When you think of electronics, think of Merv's in Swan River. Located at 601 Main Street or call 204-734-3252. Mervs for all the good stuff. Welcome back to the Code Rick Show. We are here with uh, one of the main men from uh, last year behind the bench. It's assistant coach Dakota Mason. How are you, bud? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. How are you guys doing today? Uh, well, it's a little chilly here in the valley, but, uh, you know, yeah. it kind of fluctuates a little bit today. Not so bad. Yeah, that's good. My whiskers yeah, that's good. keep warm. <laughs> he's, he, Ricky just said the whiskers are keeping him warm. He's getting older. Yeah, he's getting... yeah you got you to stay warm somehow. Yeah, that's right. Speaking so, of warm, is that mustache still going? Uh, yeah, you guys are going to be stunned when I show up back to uh, the valley there. I got rid of it not too long ago. No um, way. Yeah, I had it for over a year and a half, and I had some weddings coming up and stuff, so I just wanted a new look going into the weddings, and uh, yeah, just thought it was time for a change, and maybe uh, no mustache will bring us a little bit more success next season. 
well, you might have to do like the soul patch or you know, <laughs> the chin strap or something. Do something different. Yeah, well, like the the mustache all started just like from my previous team the year before. Um, we were struggling a little bit after our our flood there that we had, and um, it just got got the the guys focused on something outside of of everything else we were dealing with. So I started growing the mustache, and and we had a lot of success in the second half of the season, and then obviously. Um, this year, season with our success uh, with the mustache, I, I kept it. So um, haven't gotten a championship with it, so I thought it was time for a change and, and hoping for a championship next season. Well, there you go. That's yeah. always a positive. So I know you've been a busy guy. You've been back and forth. Uh, you've been to Alberta. You've been back. Of course, the the MJHL draft happened. Uh, we missed you at the table, by the way. That would have been a lot of fun. Uh, but I, I know you were busy. Um Maybe let's start there. I know you were at the Western Elite uh, Hockey Showcase, so tell us a little bit about that. How did that go for you? Yeah, it was. A, it's a great weekend. Um, that one is. It's. It's great for many, many reasons. Um, first and foremost is the talent. You. You kind of get out there and and especially for us in 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 Swan, there it's it's tough for us to get boots on the ground and actually watch a lot of players live for more than one time. So. Um, with a weekend like that, you get a good chance to see the same players play four or five games in a row. And um, it's important to kind of see where the players are at live because everything's so much different live than it is on video. So um, that's an important asset for us that we utilize. And then on, on top of that, too, it's it's all of the coaches in, in junior A, junior B, college, all in one building. So it's it's great to pick brains of of other coaches and other organizations on, on a, on what they're watching for a player. And, and not only that, but where, where they're trying to take their organization. And um, it's just good to kind of get in, in situations like that. And, and especially for myself as a young coach and, and just to be a sponge in those rooms and learn from all those people who've, uh, who've been head coaches at the level I'm trying to get to. And they've been in there for a long time. So um, it's an important weekend for not only the organization, but myself too. So um, weekends like that are extremely important for us and, and I love getting out there and it was a, it was a great weekend and it's good because it was uh, back in my home city and I'm in there, Edmonton there. So I got to hang out with some family and stuff too. Yeah, I know you, you've been, you've been, I've been everywhere, man. Uh, pretty much the, the song I think is, is you this summer so far, but let's kind of slow things down a little bit. Let's talk a little bit about last season. I know the championship didn't happen, but it was, a, it was a hell of a year. Uh, first year behind the bench with of course, uh, Barry Wolf. Um, let's talk a little bit about that. How was that for you moving to the Valley? What did, you know, did it, did it kind of go a little better than expected or were there things, you know, that, you know, you could change along the way that to maybe prolong that season? What's, what's your take on all of it? Yeah, I, I thought it was a really, really fantastic season. Um, I mean, like I'm a, I'm a perfectionist in the way that if you don't win the last game of the season, it's, it's not the true success that you want, but um, there's a lot of a lot of learning that that was done, and I'm a firm believer in that you have to feel a loss to learn what it's like to win. Um, and we felt that last year. It was again my first time feeling as an assistant coach and and uh, getting to work with Wolfie there, and um, just kind of feeling how he likes to run a bench, the organization practices, and and all of that stuff. It, it did take uh, about a month or two to kind of figure out. Um, where I needed to be in all those situations and and kind of be there for him without him needing to think twice about it. So kind of just figuring out what he likes to do and how he likes to operate um, took a bit of time, but that's that's to be expected with any career change. And and honestly, the the move went far 
far better than I thought it was going to be. And that's the move part of it, right? Like for me moving, we moved there with my wife, our two dogs and, and just one child. And, and now we have two child, two children. So, um, just having a child in season is, is something I didn't expect to, to be, um, happening, um, with my career and stuff like that. But the town is just so supportive that, um, all of our friends and, and the board and, and everyone part of the organization chipped in and in any way possible to make the, the, the difficult time in, in bringing in a new child into this world so much more easy. And my, my wife just, just loves the, the support that she has. And um, the move for her has been fantastic and it makes everything for myself move a lot better because I can truly just focus on my career rather than um, really worrying about is, is my family happy there? Cause I know, I know that they are extremely happy being in the Valley and it's truly a great place to, to raise a family. And um, I, I think a lot of people just don't understand what it really goes into being the small town, but everyone has truly has everyone's back. And um, like, we just moved there and three months later, we're having a kid and, and we have people we don't even know dropping off food for us because they know that we don't really have a lot of time with, uh, with our busy schedules. So um little things like that just that that you don't really think about like being in Edmonton like you people don't even look at you when you cut your grass never mind if you have a new baby so um things like that we are just truly grateful for and um it made everything about making the move and and the situation in Swan so much more um pleasurable and and I think it did truly help me um, become a better coach early in the season because there was, wasn't really that stress at home. I, I think that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, like I, I tell everyone that, that um, is willing to listen about how truly amazing the town is and, and how supportive they are. And, and it's, and it's everybody, it's our neighbors, it's people four doors down, it's billets. It's um, one of our, one of the players on our team, Ashton officially, his sister actually lives in town and, they become close friends with our family and, and they like we're, we're in Edmonton right now and they're taking our garbage in and out. They've, they've offered to cut our grass and stuff like that. So it's, it's little things like that, like that, that you don't really get in a big city and, and it really makes you feel more at home and it, and you feel more proud of your home um, in those situations as well. So you're telling me that you've got officially cutting your grass and not Jeremy. Oh, he's going to be mad. <laughs> Uh, well, I, you always have to have backup when you when you got Jeremy. In so <laughs> Jeremy's plan A, but yeah, we I have a plan B set up as well. <laughs> That's good stuff. So let's let's uh, let's do the, the I guess the positive and the negative uh, from last season. What was your big positive? Uh, something that maybe stands out in your mind, uh, whether it's all season long or just one one thing. And then of course the negative. What was you know because there's always a positive and a negative to everything. So what was your positive and what was your negative from last season? Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll start with the negative first, and um, honestly, it's as as I kind of sit sit back and 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 look at the season. Um, I thought the whole season we just truly got better as the year went on, and and that's what good teams do, and that's what good organizations do, and and the staff, um, Wolfie, um, Darren Webster, and myself, we all take a lot of pride in the fact that the team did take massive steps each month, each week. We we're taking steps forward, um, and that's important throughout a long season. Um, but where I kind of leaves a bitter taste in my mouth is those those home playoff losses. Um, 
just it's it's too many of those. You you really need to defend your home ice, especially in, in playoffs and and those wins are so much more important than regular season. So I, I I when I look back on it, I I just thought those home losses are what really came back to bite us. And um it was nice obviously going into Dauphin and winning three games on the road in Dauphin against one of our rivals, but um there's just too many home losses for, for, for me to really think that things were going to be too much different throughout those playoffs if we weren't going to win home games, especially um, we only got home ice advantage for that first round. So um, we needed to win those, those road games. And um, another one of those games that really sticks out is that game one against Steinbeck being up um, one goal with three minutes left and them tying it up and beating us in double overtime. So it's just like little things like that. Um, that kind of weigh on you a little bit more, but yeah, for me, the the big disappointment was those those home losses because we played well at home all season, and um, our fans deserve to see us win those games. And I know some of them went double overtime, and we just couldn't get that goal. But um, yeah, for me, that that was kind of the the negative. But um, the positive, I think, I kind of touched on it too, was um, just all the steps that we made, especially from our 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 O four group. Um, all of those young rookies took, took massive steps throughout the season. And, and obviously I include Fox McCall in there as an 05, but um, each one of those rookies made massive steps throughout the season. And, and it really did help us out when, when things got tougher um, with our division, we were playing playoff games from January on. So um, you really need depth in situations like that. And when we really did get that depth, I know when you kind of look at our, um, leading scores and and you see the the top line being one two three you think we're a one line team but we weren't our fourth line were was very important for our success especially down the stretch um, and then on top of that too on on top of making the steps from our young guys too it's it's that um, the O three group who are now moving into their twenty year old years they took massive steps as well um, and and as a group, they now they've felt that loss. They they know what it's like to lose. They've lost that um, some big games against Steinbeck. They know that some mistakes that they've made are are kind of the reason why we our season ended when it did. So um, it was also really good for them to kind of feel that that loss and and what it feels like to lose and and how how small of a margin it is between your season being over and your season continuing on. Um, and those are little things that you can't just tell them what it feels like and, and how it's going to be. They have to feel it, unfortunately. And when you get into junior hockey, you only have that small window that you can actually play junior hockey. So um, you do have to feel that. Like I, I know there's a lot of organizations that that just win out of the blue, but there's even more organizations that, that maybe lose in a game seven in the second round and then make it to the finals and win, or they lose in the finals and then they win the next year. Look at Steinbach, right? They lost to Dolphin um, two years ago um, in game seven, and then they won it this year. So um, I'm a firm believer in that. And we, we definitely felt that loss this season, that's for sure. Well, I know Kenny Holland likes to say the old, uh, the same thing over and over and over again. Great teams uh, will continue to knock at the door until they win a championship. So I think this team is, has been knocking at the door since, of course, our big run to Portage back in, what was that, 18, 19 yep. season? We've been there, we've been there, we've been there, we've been there. I don't know. I'm, I'm looking at this season going, are we going to finally break that ceiling and, 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 and go push again for that, that championship? What are your, what's your, what's your thoughts on that? 
Yeah, I mean that that's that's what we're hoping for. That that's what I think about when I put my head down at night, and that's what I think about when I wake up and and brush my teeth in front of the mirror in the morning. Is is how are we going to become a better hockey team and then win that championship? Um, and I think I think all the pieces are there. I, I think the returning group is is a really really strong group. Um, there's not a lot of teams in our league that are going to return a group like ours. Not a lot of teams in our league are going to return two of the top six scores in the league, which we are in Jacob Jones and Trey Sauter. Um, so we're we're in a really good spot, and we're confident. We understand there's a ton of work to do, and and again, going back to last season, feeling it. Um, we'll, I think we started one and eight. That that group felt what it's like to have that bad start, and and the uphill grind it is to to work your way back into the standings. So I think that they are going to come into it understanding that that there's no room for for um, bad play, especially at the start of the year when when you really have to make ground on some teams. Um, and yeah, like you like to be successful, it, it's nice to win one championship or one series, but prolonged success is extremely difficult. And those teams who have that prolonged success are the teams that are going to knock on the door and, and potentially and eventually win a championship. And, and that's exactly what this organization is. And it's a big reason why um, myself and my family chose this organization to come and work for is because of the track record of it being such a good organization and, and Wolfie being such a smart hockey mind and being so dedicated to his craft and, and wanting to win a championship at, at any cost. And, and that's important to me as well. Um, but we definitely don't cut any corners. So um, I know this season, there's not going to be one game that we come into underprepared, whether it's as a staff or, or as a as a hockey team. So um, it's a lot of hard work, and, and we know that, and our players felt it last year, and, and we think we're in a good spot um, for where they are emotionally and physically. The recent uh, commitments by uh, Justin Keck and Miles Mason, uh, those two obviously very important pieces from last year's team that uh, will be missed coming, going into next year also with uh, players like Colin Jennings, Kobe Grant, Adam Racigal, Noah Wilson, all those guys. Uh, I just wanted to get your thoughts on that, um, about Justin Keck and Miles Mason moving on and going into college. And obviously the uh, other guys like Kobe and uh, Raj and Jennings and how the team will have to probably step up uh, missing their presence. Yeah, I mean, when you when you lose players like like all of those guys, um, it hurts you on the ice, yes. But the number one thing where it's really going to affect us is our locker room. Um, all of those people were, were great people, first and foremost. Um, Wolfie and, and our whole scouting staff and, and the rest of our staff do a tremendous job of making sure that we scout players or, or people before players. And, and when you bring in good people, eventually they are good players as well. Um, and all those guys were, were like just really, really good dudes. Um, so it just sucks not being able to get to work with them anymore. And, and it, they're all massive shoes to fill. Each one of those guys fill the role extremely well. Um, Justin Keck, obviously with his high, high end speed and skill and, and Miles Mason with his, his work ethic and his IQ and, and Noah Wilson with his with his tenaciousness and Kobe Grant being, in my opinion, the best player in the league and Colin Jennings, you don't know if he's going to score three goals or take three penalties. So there's just like all the, and Tyler Park, obviously, with, with being one of the best captains I've ever been around and Adam Racicle being one of the most offensive defensemen I've ever been around and 
And there's just so many good players that you're you're kind of looking at it and being like, how do we fill those spots? But um, when you kind of do your work and, and do your homework on people and players and and um, understand the, the holes that you need to fill, you, you kind of understand the player you need to start talking to. So um, we think we put ourselves in good situations to um, fill those shoes on ice. Um, I don't think you'll ever completely fill those roles off the ice because those guys were so tremendous, not only for the organization, but throughout the community. Um, so uh, it's, we had hundreds of fans crying because they aren't going to see Kobe Grant anymore. So somebody's not just going to walk in and, and fill those shoes tomorrow. And we understand that. And um, I think all our potential recruits and, and things like that understand that that, that role isn't just going to be filled by, by you because you want to fill it. Um, those guys were so loved by the organization and the community because they were great people and, and great players as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's sad watching those players move on because they no longer play for you and you don't get to work with them anymore. But it's really exciting to see Justin go to Briarcrest and to see Miles um, go to Nichols and and all other guys have some tremendous opportunities that that they're kind of picking at as well. So. Um, um, I think all those guys are going to end up in, in great organizations. And I think all those organizations are going to be extremely lucky to have those players join them. Season starts September 22nd. We're looking at the calendar already. It's July 4th. It's like, where did that go? <laughs> uh, so, I mean, it's a very short window now to get, you know, the cupboard stocked and, and guys coming to camp. I guess maybe what's what's the rest of the summer look like for, for you and Wolf to kind of nail down the guys to, to get them to camp and, and all that other stuff? Well, um, this is actually a little bit of a, not a quiet spot of the summer because, um, unfortunately, the, the quiet or the summer is actually the least quiet part of the whole whole season or the whole year. Um, but this is kind of where um, we've we've done a lot of our work early on in the in the later part of the winter and into the spring, talking to the players and and letting them know that we're interested in them and. Um, telling them about our program and and um, everything that we value in our program and and um, that to me that's that's one of the most important things for for recruiting a player and a player picking your organization is is the values lining up and and for us our values is is winning um, moving a player on to the next level and, and developing them as a as a person because um, the fact of the matter is is even Wayne Gretzky got a job outside of hockey. Um, you can only play this game until you're 40 or if you're Yager 62 or whatever it is now, but, um, everyone has to get a job outside of hockey. So you need to learn a lot of things outside of just what happens inside those blue or those white boards. Um, so it's, it's about teaching them all these skills and responsibilities and stuff like that. And, um, all those things are, are really, really important for us. And, um, so now it's, we're past that that point and now the players are kind of of picking through their options and and um seeing what team they want to choose and and now we kind of just touch base with them and, and making sure that they know that we're so interested in them and um recruiting's a, a finicky finicky thing sometimes you're you think you're going to get every player on your list and sometimes you you think you're not going to have enough guys to fill the roster so 
Um, every day it's a new feeling, uh, but I think we're, like I said earlier, I think we're in a good spot with, with bringing in good people and, and extremely good hockey players too. Um, we knew it was a big summer for us for recruiting to to line up with our window for, for making a push with these 20-year-olds that we have because we, we know how, how strong of a 20-year-old group that we are bringing back. So um, we don't have a lot of time to kind of um, bring in some recruits that weren't really going to fit with our, our dressing room and stuff. So um, I think we put ourselves in a, in a good spot and, and kind of just waiting for the last little bit of, of guys to kind of pick and choose where they're going to go. And, and hopefully they, they understand where our organization is going and, and all the things that we kind of have here to utilize for, for the player development um, side of things. Um, but yeah, I, I think uh, we're, we're in a really good spot for, for incoming players and and um, I can't tell you too much about what players we have coming in, but I, I think we we got a really good job. We've done a really good job throughout our, our drafting process with our scouts um, and then bringing in outside of the province talent as well. Uh, obviously, it's the first trade uh, for the Stamps in the offseason. I wanted your opinion on what you thought of Nathan Dan and what, uh, what you see in him when you look at a guy like him and uh, obviously his elite prospects and stuff like that, his points were there as a young uh, player and for Sioux Lookout. So, I don't know, I just wanted your opinion on Nathan Dan. Uh, yeah, that's, that's uh, he's a really good hockey player. I've actually been watching him for the last couple of seasons. He, two years ago, he played in the same league that I was coaching in. So, um, been been able to see him play um, quite a bit live and, and over video as well. So, um, I'm really familiar with his game and, and he's a player that that's going to come in and he's going to be a good guy in the dressing room first and foremost. Right. So um, that's kind of the first box that we kind of try to tick before we, we move further down the list and, and he's going to help our locker room for sure. And, and then with his, with his speed, um, he's going to be a player that can, can play anywhere in the lineup. Um, he's going to bring energy, tenaciousness. He's going to be a dog on the puck. He has a really good IQ. So he understands how to utilize the speed um, which is important when you have speed. And then he also has really good offensive instincts. So um, with him being able to burn, he can he can kind of open up ice for, for some more playmakers with his speed or where he can be a guy who can finish for, for some playmakers. So um, he was a great ad for us and, and a player that we were watching for, for a little bit of time. So um, he comes to the organization um, and we're all really, really – excited to have him and, and to see where he can kind of fit in our lineup. And um, as a coach, you, you just kind of uh, kind of look forward to being able to work with players with those types of skill sets, because um, again, just really, really high IQ, high speed, high skill set. So um, when you got guys like that in your lineup, uh, it, it makes you you tough to defend. And um, when you add that to some other burners that we have in our lineup, like Griffin Ayotte and, and things like that too, I think we're going to be a really quick team for the neutral zone. Now, my next question, uh, it's about uh, the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, well, I want your take on how do you how you think uh, Kenny Holland's done so far uh, for a free agent frenzy in the draft? Uh, well, the team wasn't good enough to win the Stanley Cup last year and they haven't gotten any better. So that's kind of where I sound on that. Exactly my thoughts. <laughs> I don't know. They they got Connor Brown, but that I don't know. It's like you said. He played. Yeah, he's good, but he played three games last year, or whatever it is. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where they go from here. So who's who won who won free agency day for you? Uh, that's tough. I would, I would honestly, I would just say that basically the the Oilers and the Leafs didn't do too too well. Um, there's a few teams that did well, but honestly, uh, I'm I really don't think any teams truly win in free agency. How many times do you really get a good good player on a on a good ticket, right? Most of the times you you get a player who underachieves because you overpaid him on July first or July second. Uh, so there's honestly mo- most of the teams that do do the best in this window are the teams that have bought out bad contracts and now open up some more room for themselves. So honestly, the Winnipeg Jets have kind of opened themselves up to some more options with some buyouts and things. Um, but yeah, I, I I actually I don't think there's there's too many teams that really win on on July 1st because like I said there's majority of them are are overpaying for players but no we uh we, I know you're a busy guy you got the, the 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 two little ones there you probably got to go and take care of and and get them all bathed up and ready for bed so uh we want to thank you for jumping on the code Rick show again and and giving us that uh, the lovely insight of uh, Dakota Mason so uh thank you again sir and uh we hope to chat with you uh, uh you know hopefully before uh training camp and, and 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 stuff like that maybe we'll see you at rodeo yep sounds like a plan thanks for having me guys and it's always great to catch up with you did you know that the Swan Valley Star and Times offers both national and international passport as well as PAL photo services? Walk-ins are available Monday to Friday from 8 a.m. until 5 p.m. If you are looking for a print job of any kind, the Star and Times can make it happen. Professionally designed and printed, we offer competitive pricing to anywhere you'll find online. Business cards, signage, menus to personalize calendars and Christmas cards, the Star and Times is here to help bring your print job to life. We're just a mouse click away. In addition to hard copy subscriptions, the Star and Times offers online subscriptions. Stop by or call us today at 1204-734-3858. For just $39.99 or $0.77 cents a week, you'll receive a full year of dedicated local coverage found nowhere else. I love talking to Dakota Mason. Uh, he's uh, always fun to to talk to and, and you know to pick his brain and and you know he's been through lots mm-hmm. uh, in yep. in his um, young life and and you know playing hockey you know coaching hockey now becoming a parent times too. Um, so he's always got really cool uh, stories and insider information and 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 he's just fun. He's just mm-hmm. fun to talk yeah, to. So right. I don't know what were what were your thoughts on. On his well, uh, winners and losers of the uh, free agency, there. You know, he makes some good points. He I, does. I, I will admit, he makes some good points, and uh, I do agree. I think the others, uh, they need to do more. <laughs> yeah. There's, there's a few teams out there that still need to do more. Um, yeah. What was, I guess? Okay, well, let's start there then, and then we'll talk about your driver's license because right. you just got that thing. Yeah. Uh, so, who, who are your winners and losers then? Is that? Uh, let's. I'll ask oh, you that boy. same question. Um. You know what? I like what Detroit was doing. Detroit was signing everybody on July first. They didn't care who they were yeah, signing. Yeah, they were signing everyone. Like you, you come here. You come here. Shane Gossespierre. Yeah, like JT Comfort. I'm just saying. I think Detroit could be uh, right knocking at the door to make the playoffs next year. And then obviously the Jets. I see. Uh, that's a good move buying out uh, 
Mr. Wheeler. Carolina I, was a good one. I think he was just done. I think, yeah. you know, I think Blake and, and the Jets kind of just ran their course. Yeah. And, right. and, you know, and sometimes that happens. Um, everybody was talking about um, Carolina winning the day. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'm not so sure about that either. It's, again, Dakota made a very solid point with overpaying players just to get them on your team. And sometimes overpaying a player, they're like, hey, I don't care. I'm making millions of dollars. I don't care what you think. You know, I'm just going to play my way. Sometimes that doesn't work out, though. Uh So, no, I I thought it was a very busy day. What did they say? Like 100 signings in the first 24? Yeah, yeah, it was crazy. Um, So, I just love seeing where everybody ends up. There's still big names out there, too. Yeah, like Jonathan Taves. Patrick Kane. Yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe by the time this plays, they're all signed. Just because we jinxed it now. Maybe that's what we needed to do a week ago. eh? Yeah, that's right. It's just our luck. Every time we talk about something, something happens in between us recording it and playing it. It just always happens. Uh, So, yeah, there's that. Uh, Getting away from the NHL, let's talk a little bit about uh, you now, Mr. Driver. Yep. I'm going to have to call you for... uh, Taxi one day or something. Uh, no. So how did that go? How how did the old driver's test go? Did you get it the first time around? You know what? I did. I did get it the first time. How many around. points off did you get? Uh, none. Baloney. I'm not lying. Which driver instructor? I'll tell you right now. I'm not lying, but a lot of my buddies might expose me on the next uh, couple of days because <laughs> I definitely am lying. <laughs> I failed the first time. Yep. Um, the first time it was kind of a. I'm not going to say, I'm just saying like it was kind of a dumb way to fail because I stopped at the four-way stop by the post office and everything was fine and Danny and then I started going. I didn't see anyone going. Then this biker pulls out in front of me. Driver instructor has to tell me to step on the brake and wait for him to go by. Failed the first time. Second time, I was like, okay, 10.30 in the morning so no one's around. Hopefully. Yeah. And it was a pretty uh, quiet day on a Wednesday um, and I got my license so it was a pretty good day to say the least um, I didn't get any points deducted on my second try so was it two different people that uh, did your driver's no, it was test the same guy same guy same guy yeah I know so. I, I've heard before that the lady uh, I don't know her name but uh, the lady likes to fail all your first timers mm-hmm. this guy it was a guy this time but I mean I understand yeah. why he failed you and yeah. I, I oh god I was so I'm, mad. I, I understand, and I know back in the day when you know when it was completely different rules than it is mm-hmm. now. Yep. You got to turn sixteen. You got to wait how many months, and then you can go for your driver's license. And if you fail, it's another how many more months exactly, to do it again. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. The amount of time that you guys have to wait now to get your license is dumb. Yeah, I, I will agree so, with that. I was pretty lucky because after I failed, it was like two days after I scheduled my next appointment, like right after. And it was like a week from that day. So I was like, oh, damn. So this is pretty good for me. Yeah. And I was lucky enough to pass my second try. So so no points off on a parallel park? No. See, I don't understand. I, I, I understand that the parallel park is a part of your driving exam. Yeah. But I don't, I don't understand how you can make one bad move on a parallel park. This is the biggest one. And you fail your yeah. driving test. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I understand that you, that, yeah, I know. I I will always argue this because it was back in the day the same thing. It was it was a, a huge part of your driving exam is that you had to do a parallel park. Yep. I think it's dumb. I think it is dumb. That too. is one word that I can use to describe the entire test itself because if I'm looking at a young driver out there, I want to see how their driving is. Mm-hmm. 
versus a parallel park. Yes, I know you might bumble bumper, but I'd, I'd rather have them bumble bumper in the city of Winnipeg or in the city of Saskatoon or wherever they're going to be than to hit a pedestrian or not look at red lights or exactly. see the not stop signs and run over people. Yep. Like, it's just, I don't know. I'm at a point where I'm just like, I might write a letter. Because I'm like, FBI, this is... go right to their yep. doorstep. All right, FBI, listen up. Yeah, yeah exactly. here's a nasty little letter coming your way. <laughs> but no, that's uh, good for you. Congratulations. 16th birthday. Got your driver's license now. 17th is coming Se- up. I know. See, this is what I mean. By the time you got your license, you're almost 17 years I old. Oh, it's kind of a joke. People are like, wait a minute, he's only 17 years old? Yeah. Flash. Flash mob. I'm I'm only 17. This guy's like six foot eight. He's still got another growth spurt in you. I might have whiskers under my neck, but doesn't mean nothing, you know. (laughs) Anyway, that's going to wrap up this uh, edition of uh, the the Code Rick show. So uh, episode two is going to come to a conclusion. Uh, We'll bring back some uh, cool stuff next time around. I think we'll talk a little bit about the... uh, the 25th anniversary. Yeah. We're going into our 25th uh, season with the Swan Valley Stampeders, so I believe there are some things in the works. So maybe we'll have some details about that next time around. And uh, maybe a special guest. Maybe. 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 We'll leave you with that.